Welcome to Purpose 365 with your host, Jasmine Rowe, your podcast source for encouragement, empowerment, and inspiration. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Purpose 365 podcast. Today, I have got with me my brother, Chad Lale. Welcome to the show, Chad. Hey, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation here. Yeah, man, I have been for a long time. So this is, I think this is going to be a real treat for our listeners today. So my brother Chad is, first of all, a believer, firm believer, a husband, a father. He's an evangelist. My brother is a pro wrestler, a former U.S. Marine. And Chad also has a podcast called uh, Wrestling for the Faith. So um, Chad does a lot um, and I am always inspired, you know, as I see his content on social media, uh, he's just always contending for the faith and sharing the gospel. So thanks for all you do, Chad. Yes, I have a, a, a laundry list of things I dabble in, I think. But it is, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely blessed to be able to use uh, the pro wrestling platform to kind of share the gospel to to fans and, and you know, all kinds of folks out there, man. Absolutely. So let's let's man, let's dive into your story. So would you tell our listeners a little bit? Let's talk a little bit about where you were born and raised. Okay, sure. Yeah. So uh, currently I reside in Mooresville, North Carolina, but I am from Hickory, North Carolina, which is, um, you know, it's it's a grown town now, but it was a little small town as I was growing up. And um, it was a big furniture market town. I mean, my father was or my grandfather was in the furniture business. My 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 father mm. was a meat cutter. So, um, you know, just a, a little small furniture market town. It's still that way and nothing crazy, nothing big. It's a, you know, a NASCAR town. So anybody who's okay. a big, big NASCAR fan, uh, that's, you know, we got a, an old Hickory Motor Speedway there, man, that's been around, gosh, I think since the 50s or 60s. So nothing crazy about that little place. Just a small town boy that, um, you know, wanted to be a pro wrestler. What was growing up there like for you? What was your childhood like? Yeah, man. So I grew up, you know, uh, my my mother raised me um, basically until I was around 10 years old when my my father came back into my life. And, um, mm. you know, my mom was a strong woman who worked two or three jobs. I remember to take, you know, care of my or take care of me and, and a brother and a sister. But um you know, not that my father didn't want anything to do with my life. I always talk about that, that he, you know, he just had some things going on. And when he come back into my life at 10, I uh, ended up moving into in with my dad. So for me, childhood was, I always have fond memories of childhood. I mean, mom was uh, the one who, you know, no matter what, uh, what she was going through, no matter, and I'm sure she was dealing with a lot, probably more than I'll ever know. She was always there to, to tuck me in at night and say prayers with me and you know, something that she would always uh, be sure that I knew that I was loved, man. So mm. when, uh, you know, when I moved in with my dad, I, I would go back and forth to mom and dad's and kind of, you know, see them uh, basically the same amount of time. But with dad, it was kind of a transition into a new phase of life where there was more family around. You know, it was just at the time of my mother, it was just her and I and you her brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. you know, the, my her mother was around, but when I moved in with my dad, man, there was this whole different atmosphere that happened as far as these huge family reunions where it was like, I mean, 50, 60, you know, wow. yeah, so <laughs> it was huge. I mean, it was remarkable for me because I hadn't experienced that with my mother because 
that side of the family wasn't, it was just her upbringing. I mean, it just wasn't a close thing for her. Mm. Um, but it, it really um, started going to church a lot more with my dad, um, you know, just kind of doing a lot of things that, you know, I missed out on for the first 10 years that my dad kind of sat me down and apologized and, and you know, made up for it, man. He really mm. as, as, is my best friend now as a role model for me. Uh, we would play golf together. He was the one that kind of took me to wrestling shows growing up as a kid in North Carolina and um, supported me. And I mean, uh, just I had a, a wonderful childhood, man. I can remember just uh, so many different things we would do, taking trips together, playing golf together, mm. uh, church, you know, church together. The church that we went to was built in the 50s. It was a family church that my grandfather preached at until he died in the 70s. So. Oh, wow. I mean, just so many cool memories, man, of, of you know, cookouts and just just a, a lot of good fond memories of, uh, you know, childhood. So nothing I could sit and, and say other than the things that, you know, I got a lot of spankings because I was a mean child. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I always say I deserved every one of those. <laughs> it, it taught me a lot, man. But, you know, dad was best friend. And like I said, my mom. Uh, still to this day, I mean, she's one I, I bet I call her every single day, and then Dad and I talk, mm. you know, three, four times a week, man. So my my relationship with my parents, they were never they were never married, um, but they get along well, and it's just uh, I have two best friends in my life that have really shown me, you know, what a what a what the love of the father and the mother should look like. It sounds like you know you had a like you said a, a really good upbringing, um, despite you know your parents not being together but it sounds like you've developed great relationships with them both and they both helped to develop such a solid foundation for you as a child which is amazing man yes yes for sure man i mean well you know one thing i always say that that my dad and mom both instilled in me was was hard work you know, dad always, mm. always told me you can do anything you set your mind to and you know i always want to be a pro wrestler since i was five and he goes that's completely okay but you got to finish high school, which was not an option. I mean, I wasn't going to quit, <laughs> quit school or anything, but, you know, I come from a rich history of military. My father was in the army. My grandfather was a, a chaplain in the Navy. I mean, just so many, you know, uncles and, and stuff that were in the military. And, and uh, so that kind of, you know, the hard work and, and stuff like that, I always I watched my dad work hard, even mid thirties, he got arthritis real bad, which is, you know, mm -hmm. he lives with it now, but I watched my dad man wake up in pain but never complain he would just get up go work 12 hours come home and, and go repeat, after it. you know yeah, yeah. Man, and, and that's what my mom and dad taught me is just hard work you gotta you know you, really we're the only ones that can stop ourselves from being successful which is so true man and, and yeah. that you're a living testimony of that yes sir so where did this where did this uh love for wrestling come in where where were you when were you first introduced to wrestling and yeah tell us a little bit about that yeah, so living, you know, living my mom, I mentioned until I was 10, so I remember vaguely, and she she can vouch for this. She has pictures of me as a five- and six-year-old with, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan action figures and all this stuff. <laughs> I, I think it was, for me, an escape, because as a kid, I had my mom, but I didn't have a father figure in my life. Um, mm. So there was, I think, this, you know, uh, kind of escape for me where I was in the G.I. Joes, I was into you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding movies and all this stuff. And I took both of the best, best of both worlds and dove into professional wrestling when I first discovered like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage and this, these guys that WWF at the time were 
was these larger than life superheroes that I mm-hmm. could just sit in front of this TV and I was captivated by it. So, you know, five, six year old Chad was just captivated by this live action, you know, basically comic book. I don't know what you want to call it at the time, but it was just, <laughs> man, it just, it, it, it just kind of, I was mesmerized. And that's really mm-hmm. what I can remember. Just a little boy going, wow, this is amazing. And that's really at the time, I, I, my mom always said it, five, six years old, uh, I was always saying, that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. She, she said, I stuck with it, you know? Yeah. So what was your first um, introduction to actually wrestling itself? Oh, yeah. So for me, me doing it personally or as, yeah. as a child? Yeah. How did oh, you yeah. get started? I got started. So graduated, um, you know, my, my dad, like I said, he always said, you can you can do this, but you're going to graduate high school first. Um, so at the age of, uh, let's see, I graduated at 17 in the year 2000, like about a month after I graduated high school, I, um, I linked up with a local, a local guy in Hickory, North Carolina who did, you know, shows throughout Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina area. And he just kind of took me under his wing, man. And he brought me in. <laughs> he said, all right, well, meet me at this, uh, at this building at a certain time. I can't remember the exact day, but I remember walking into this, like, and it was the middle of the summer, um, like a garage with a ring in it. It was 100 degrees, probably. And, yeah. Getting in this wrestling ring with him, um, never being in one before, but just going, man, this is where I belong. It was my escape, you know, mm. just like just like watching it as a child was my escape away from whatever I was experiencing as a kid. Uh, when I got into this ring, I fell in love with this professional wrestling business and from there, it was it was uh, August of 2000. I, uh, did, you know, got in that ring for the first time, was introduced to it. I trained for about maybe three or four months with, with his name was Tommy. Um, and, he, and then he said, you know what, man, let's just you, you go on the road with me. He had been doing it for about 15 years. He goes, just start traveling with me. I'll, mm. you know, I'll kind of teach you the ropes. Um, started getting some matches here and there, man, and just really just. That was my drug, you know. I mean, it really was <laughs> my my escape. That's all I look forward to every weekend. I worked a, a normal job at a fiber optic cable plant when I graduated high school. Uh, this was, you know, before the Marine Corps, obviously. And mm-hmm. just it was just man, I, I lived Saturday to Saturday. I always said because it was all I wanted to do. Hmm. Wow, it, it's something how when God plants a dream in your heart, it's like you can't shake it. You know, no matter what. You, you just can't shake it and you just have to continue pursuing that thing. Mm, no, for sure. And and I will say that it's it's crazy to look back now because I'll be 40, uh, you know, here in a couple months. And I, and I look at it now and I'm like, it's cool to see how, the, you know, the Lord has is, is, uh, kind of built, you know, this foundation around wrestling for my ministry stuff now. It's yeah. really cool how he uses it for the ministry. And, and you know, I want to skip too far ahead, but that's really, you know, kind of uh, – it's cool to see how you can use this crazy world of professional wrestling for a for a ministry opportunity. It is, man. God, yeah. and, and this is something that I find myself saying so many times over and over. It sounds cliche, but the truth is, it's 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 just true, right? God is so yeah. intentional about every aspect of our life, right? From from childhood up until you know current day. He just yeah. weaves these moments and these experiences and and these people into our lives that really help to build us and push us into the purpose that he's calling me to calling us to. So it's yes. so cool to see how he's done that in your life and brought you to this point. Man, that's so cool. Yes, sir. 
Totally, man. And it's, yeah, I love the, the, you know, the name of your podcast, Purpose 365, man, because it's like you, I, I always talk to the youth a lot. It's kind of an open door for me when they hear, okay, Chad, you're, you're a pro wrestler. And then you go, yeah, I was with WWE for whatever, five years. And they're mesmerized by that. Mm-hmm. Um, it really opens up this opportunity to, to share with them, like you have a purpose also, and God gives you whatever platform you're choosing to take. Um, as a purpose and a reason and a ministry to share the gospel with others. You know, when Jesus said in in Matthew 18, uh, go into the nations and make disciples, this great commission he called. It it didn't mean just, you know, not everybody's called to be a pastor of a church. Like we all have this, you know, uh, what you call business ministry that wherever you are, we can be these messengers to share this gospel, no matter what avenue we choose to take in life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) That is so true. Well, I want to, I want to skip back a little bit. Um, because yeah. I, I, I know we, we talked and then you said you were part, you were in the Marine Corps. So yes. where, where, what part of life did that come in? When did you enlist? So 2001, we all know 9, 11, 2001 happens, uh, mm-hmm. you know, countries attacked there in New York city and, and throughout the nation. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there and, and I'm working at a the fiber optic cable plant I'd mentioned, and I'm just like, man, I have to do more for this country. Like I just, you know, once again, I talked about there's a rich history of military in my family. I remember going in my aunt's house that lived across the street from my father and I. And on the wall was um, six or seven pictures of all the men in my family from my dad, my uncles, my grandfather who had been in the military. Mm. And I just as a kid, I remember going, and that's like a <laughs> it's like a wall of heroes for me. I, and I have a bunch of those pictures now here you know, that my aunt and my father had given me in my house. And I'm just like, that's a wall of heroes for me. So when 9-11 happened, I kind of I dabbled on the idea of, man, maybe I should join the military. My dad, of course, was like, you know, son, you're you're my only son. Like, I really... <laughs> Keep I'm not the legacy son. alive. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He, he, it wasn't that he steered me away from it. It was, he in his mind, he's thinking, like, our country, like, literally is in this intense war right now that obviously we can see now it's just continued over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his mind, I'm his only child, and he doesn't want me to go to war and die. I mean, that's, ah, you know, yeah. he never he never said don't do it, but he's like, I, I just think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought about I thought about it as I walked in the Marine Corps office and signed, uh, basically signed four years of my life away without my dad knowing until I went home and showed him, <laughs> showed him the papers. And, and, you know, looking back now, he's he's obviously proud of me. He understands mm-hmm. what I, I, I knew I had to do. So 2002, uh, September 10th of 2002, I went to Paris Island, South Carolina and and started my journey, my 13 weeks to, uh, you know, be a Marine. And I, I, I don't think twice about it. I, I It's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it caused me to leave Hickory, North Carolina, see this bigger world and and not only, you know, stand for my country, but just dude with the Marine Corps, I'm any branch of service. I respect them all. But my mindset was there was only one other Marine in my family. And it was my uncle Gene, uh, who lives in Mississippi. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, look, if I'm going to go to the military, I want to go, I want to go be the best, you know? So <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to go to the Marine Corps because I knew it was the toughest. And it was, it was really tough. But it, what the Marine Corps taught me was that I could, as my dad had instilled in me, do anything I set my mind to. Because there was moments, man, where I was in 13 weeks, Paris Island, heat, sand fleas, being screamed at, um, not knowing if I could go another day, but going, 
you know, just in my mind going, yes, you can go another day because mm, there's a bigger, wow. bigger picture here. There's people that's died for this nation, you know, you know, just things like that, man. So yeah, 2002, I, I, I went into Paris Island all in 13 weeks and, uh, come out, you know, an honor graduate in December of 2002. Mm. Um, yeah, I was an honor graduate. So out of all the platoons, when you graduate, there's, I think six different, six different platoons i was one of the six honor graduates uh coming out of paris island in december of 2002 wow wow yeah let me say publicly thank you for your service thank you man thank you i i wouldn't trade it for the world wouldn't trade it for the world so what would you say was your your biggest takeaway from your your experience in the military i think like i mentioned that knowing it wasn't easy. Even when I got out of the Marine Corps uh, boot camp, moving into the fleet, going overseas in 2005, um, you know, none of it was easy. You had to work hard to achieve things. You had to work hard to get promoted. Uh, but it just gave me a mindset with moving into professional wrestling that I can do anything I set my mind to. It taught mm-hmm. me it taught me discipline. It taught me hard work. It taught me uh, <laughs> my wife still laughs now because I'm like a uh, I, I kind of borderline OCD when it comes to <laughs> making sure everything is straight in my house and uh, yeah. my, my books are in order and, and all this stuff. I'm a little bit more laid back now than I have a daughter. That humbug uh, you are. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. But it, it really just kind of taught me that because, you know, the pro wrestling world was – it's a grind. Yeah. You, know, you, you can sure. easily get burnt out. You can easily – I mean, because th- there's moments in my pro wrestling career where – uh, I was told, oh, you're not good enough, or you can't do this, or you'll never make it to, you know, you'll never get a contract. But the Marine Corps taught me that, no, 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 that's all, that's that's words that people put in your mind, dude. Like, it, it's really, you delegate how your future goes, you know what I mean? Obviously, the mm-hmm. Lord has his hand in things and, and all that. But, like, man, that hard work was just instilled in me, not only as a child, but the Marine Corps really instilled in me, okay, you got this grind of professional wrestling, and you want to be a pro wrestler. And you're going to get told no, you're going to be made fun of, all these other things. But the Marine Corps just instilled in me this hard work, go get it ethic, you know, that um, that really pursued or, you know, went with me in the pro wrestling world. Mm. I, again, just just the whole theme of God and intentionality, you know, shines through what you just spoke about. Uh, yes. Just to think how. Uh, life is is filled with so many seasons and how each season is an opportunity to really prepare us for the next season that God's, you know, taking us to. to, So to see you going through that training, help you with mindset and perseverance, um, you know, just to prepare you for your your career in professional wrestling. So that is so awesome to just kind of see how God has worked through that period of your life to prepare you mentally and also spiritually you know, for what you're doing right now. For sure. For sure. It's, it is really cool to see, <laughs> you know, he's the, uh, he's, he's the ultimate creator, man. And I mean, it's, yep. it is really cool once you sit back and, you know, now almost 40 years old to look, you know, I was saved at 17 years old, you know, at my, the little church I grew up in as a kid and to look at all the things I'd went through in my twenties and thirties. And just knowing that no matter what I go through in life, knowing that, through my rough times, man, and into my twenties, you know, drug issues and all these other things that are part of my testimony, Jasmine, mm. is this how God never left my side. You know, that's where I thought he did, but 
looking now at a, as almost a 40 year old man going, man, God's really orchestrated some really cool things in my life. And he's never, he's never left my side. Man. Yep. Yep. That's so, so awesome that the word of God is true in that area. Yeah, he never leaves us or forsakes us. It, it, yes, you know, he doesn't promise that times won't get tough, but through those tough times, he, you know, he's with us. And um, that's just so awesome to see how God's walked through every season of life with you, you know, and nothing in your story is ever wasted because I'm sure a lot of that um, acts as a testimony, you know, as you meet people on this journey. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see the things I've went through the, you know, I, I spoke how I do a lot of, a lot of youth ministry and, and other things. And it's really cool. How I can speak to these kids about the things they're going going through now in life that it's like, man, I faced that when I was in my twenties and, and mm-hmm. it's even more, more for some of them now because of, you know, things that they're dealing with in school and social media. But you know, it's really yeah. cool that, that, that God can use a, uh, just a small town boy like me from Hickory, a voice in my career, just to kind of pour in, pour in some hope into these children. Man. Yeah, that's amazing. So when did you sign with the WWE? All right, so let's see, 2000, real quick, 2010, I signed my first contract with Impact Wrestling, which was a, a, a pretty good-sized promotion that was on Spike TV. So I was with those guys until 2015, kind of really catapulted my career, got my name known. Um, mm. When I left there in 2015, there was a two-year transitional phase where I was interviewing with WWE. I had a tryout. My daughter was born. There was just so much going on right there in this wild two years. Mm. Um, but 2017, so May of 2017, I signed uh, the contract with WWE, which was this, you know, my five-year-old Chad Lill dream of, of going to the WWE. That was the ultimate goal I had was to uh, be part of a WrestleMania, just to be a part of this company that I grew up watching. Uh, packed my family up. We moved to Orlando, Florida to, you know, just uh, dive headfirst into this company. And, you know, I was with those guys until November of 2021. But just so many memories there. I mean, it was, you know, I got the chance to, like I, men- like I mentioned, live this dream that I wanted since I was five. And part of WrestleMania last year in Tampa, Florida, which was just incredible. Um, it's just you know, getting a chance to be on national TV on all these TV shows and be around all these guys that I grew up watching as a kid. Um, just, just a really cool, um, just a really cool job, man. A cool opportunity to, uh, live this dream. Yeah, it's cool, man. It, it really doesn't matter what the job is when you're living out your purpose, man, there's no greater joy. That's no right. Greater joy. That's right. Oh, yes. Yes. You're getting a chance to, you know, be a pro wrestler, man, and uh, travel the world and just sit back some time ago. Man, I get to do this for a living. Like a lot of people, you know, guys I've encountered, guys I've known for 20 some years. I mean, they they never got a chance to sign a contract. They've, you know, they've been wrestling in smaller towns all their lives. They still enjoy mm-hmm. it. So, But it's like I got a chance to to move on and, and have a career and have a, you know, a, a really good life out of this. That's amazing, man. So what what what's your wrestling name? So it's Gunner. So I wrestled Gunner <laughs> Gunner now. So that's yeah, we a little play off the Marine Corps where I was uh, you know, most of the time when we were overseas, I manned uh, a fifty cal. If you see a lot of their big trucks running around like on TV or whatever, there'll be a fifty cal or some huge, 
you know, machine gun up top is what I always say. And that's really what I, I do <laughs> a lot of. Uh, but now in WWE, uh, I wrestled as Jackson Riker. So I've had a few different wrestling names. But now I am wrestling. I own the rights to Gunner. So WWE kept the rights to Jackson Riker. But um, that is my uh, my wrestling name now. Wow, that is super cool, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that is super wild. cool. <laughs> A little alternate personality, maybe. I guess. <laughs> so I know you talked a little bit about um, your family, but to tell me a little bit about family and, and ministry life. Oh, yes, man. I, I've been married for six years um, to my wife, Stacy, and uh, just an incredible a credible woman. I call her the warden, which is what you know we <laughs> we used to call my uh, my grandmother the warden. Uh, you know she was she was a, a loving woman, but she'll put you in your place. So that's my wife. Um, she keeps you in but, line. Oh yeah, she does. She does. She'll tell me how it is, man. But we <laughs> so we uh, we have a five year old daughter, uh, Ava Grace, and she is uh, about to start kindergarten. So <clears throat> she's uh, like I mentioned to you before we got on air. She's a uh, She's like one child, but I feel like she's three sometime with her attitude. <laughs> Man, she's a, a blessing. She she's in cheer. Uh, she's in all kinds of things. Just just an outdoors little girl with such a big spirit. And it's cool to see that at a five as five year old, like she knows who Jesus is. Man, so mm. I mean, it's it really is. It says a lot when you know she knows that mom and daddy pray with her. Uh, we read the Bible with her and all these other things, but family life's incredible, man. I mean, we, we live in North Carolina. We're constantly outdoors doing things together, keeping her busy. And then, you know, the ministry stuff, my wife is, uh, you know, she's a part of that as well. When I, when we do mm-hmm. some of the <clears throat> youth retreats moving forward um, throughout the summer, we're going to uh, have our wives there to be able to kind of pour into some of the teenage girls that we want to, okay. uh, you know, have a part of, because my wife's got a, an amazing story. I mean, story growing up is something that I know she can use to to mm. reach and, and touch others so um yeah family life's great we, we we definitely want another child but right now Ava keeps us on our toes <laughs> <laughs> so but um she yeah so wife and daughter and then we have um three dogs so that that's enough to keep us running wild too yeah I'm sure <laughs> that is so awesome man I I I really admire you Chad from you know, the first time we met, just uh, a big guy with a big heart, man. Like, you, <laughs> I, I, I sense that. And you probably hear that a lot, you, you know, just to see even your interactions, um, you know, with your daughter. Uh, you, you know, during our conversations, you've talked about her a lot. So I could, you know, tell your love for family and for your, your daughter. And uh, I saw a photo of, of you one time just praying over your daughter, man. It's so, yes. so such a special moment, man. So um, that's just pretty awesome to, you know, have have your wife there, you know, and your, your yes. daughter also the, alongside you in ministry. There's nothing more special than that. So that is pretty yeah, awesome. No, it's very true, man, to, to, you know, know that the things we can instill in our children as well, like teach them their purpose. You know, we, we mm-hmm. to, to be the thing we talk about over here is just our purpose. And, you know, we, we constantly let Ava know that, you know, her purpose in life, God has mighty things planned for her, man. And you can see it in her little, her little spirit, and her little eyes that she's going to, she's, God's got some big things planned for that little girl. And it's really how we, what we instill in our children. Um, yeah. 
you know, making sure that they know they're loved and they're beautiful and, you know, they're fearfully and wonderfully made as Psalm 139, you know, states is, you know, we, we speak that over her life every single day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, Chad, this has been such a, a pleasure, man, to have you on here and to have you share your story. Um, and for those listening, I am going to place all of Chad's information here in our show notes uh, where you could find him on social media, where you could find his podcast. Um, but Chad, I'd like to end our time today with this. Uh, there may be somebody out there that's listening, that's had this purpose in their heart for a long time and they feel like like giving up. Um, what, what would you say to that person? I would think just remember the, the promises of God, you know, Romans 8, 28 all things work together for the good of those who trust God according to his will. And mm. I, I think remembering that God has a purpose in your life, no matter what, I mean, I've, I've battled throughout my life, um, you know, drug issues and, and moments of praying to the Lord, don't wake me up. I don't have a purpose. And that was my exact words, but looking now some 10 years after I prayed that seeing what he's placed in my life, a beautiful wife, a beautiful daughter, um, you know, just the opportunity to reach other kids and other men and women. So if you're out there listening and you're going through these hard times, um, he never promised, God never promises that we wouldn't face trials and tribulations, but he does promise us that he'll never leave our side and that he has a greater mm -hmm. purpose for us. And just knowing that you have a voice, that your story, what you're going through now, um, whether it's a sickness, family loss, whatever it may be, knowing that you have a purpose to reach uh, a small amount of folks or even a large amount of folks. And it's just really pressing into the promises of the Lord uh, and knowing who you are in Christ, that you're a new creation, that you're loved, uh, once again, fearfully and wonderfully made. And that uh, no matter what you're going through, that we have a loving father that stands by our side and, and helps us go to battle with, with you know, uh, the things that we're dealing with. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much again, Chad, for being here today and for sharing. Um, I pray that God continues to bless you and your ministry as you make an impact for the kingdom and continue to share the gospel. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for your time today, Jasmine, as well. And it's just it's been a pleasure to, to share the story and share uh, what God's done in my life. Pleasure was mine. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that today's episode was both inspiring and motivating. You can stay connected with our Purpose 365 community on social media via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our blog on our website at www.purposed365.com. Till next time, remember to live with intentionality and pursue your purpose daily.